obviously as a supplier, you come in, you kind of get your job done, you know, and, and then you're off on your way. But just being communicative, making sure that you get there on time and you collect, you know, if you are coming in and collecting anything, you know, to do that when you say you're going to do it or by the, the, in the time frame that, you know, we have. But those are really just the key things. Just like kind of be nice, like be a nice person. <laughs> I'm Becca Poutney, wedding business marketing expert, speaker and blogger. And you're listening to the Wedding Pros Who Are Ready to Grow podcast. I'm here to share with you actionable tips, strategies, and real-life examples to help you take your wedding business to the next level. If you are an ambitious wedding business owner that wants to take your passion and use it to build a profitable, sustainable business doing what you love, then you're in the right place. Let's get going with today's episode. Before we get going with today's episode, I want to make sure that you've heard all about my brand new program, The Wedding Pro Business Builder. I cannot tell you how many times over the last year I've been asked, Becca, where can I get all of your marketing and sales knowledge in easy to follow steps that I can implement into my own wedding business to become more successful? Well, you asked and I've delivered a year in the making and my brand new signature program, The Wedding Pro Business Builder, is now ready for you to get hold of. This is for you if you want to build a profitable wedding business doing what you love. I get it. You're really good at what you do. You're a great florist, cake maker, photographer, DJ, the list goes on. But maybe you're just not so confident on the sales and marketing strategies. And that's where I come in. This program is going to take you through everything you need to know to build a profitable wedding business. We start with brand and I help you create a really great brand that stands out from the crowd and understand who you're trying to market to. In module two, we start to look at marketing. What marketing options are right for you in the wedding industry and how do you know where to start and how do you make the most of them to make sure you get a great return on investment? Module three is all about building connections. We look at building connections with other wedding business owners, wedding venues, and also wedding couples. How do you end those sales calls to make sure that they always end in a purchase rather than them just ghosting you? And in the final module, we dive deep into sales and marketing plans. In this module, I talked to you about finances. We look at your pricing. We look at whether or not you're making any profit. And I help you work out what you should be charging and how you should be managing your business in order to bring home the money that you want to. The complete program is incredible. And I know it's going to make such a great difference to your business. And the great news is it's a really good investment. Why? Because you only need to book one or two weddings ever in a lifetime in order to pay for it. For less than £500, you can get your hands on all of this great information, as well as a couple of little bonuses thrown in there as well. So what are you waiting for? Head to the show notes, go and click on the link and find out more about the Wedding Pro Business Builder. I can't wait to see you inside. Today, I'm joined by Amanda Azarian, the Wedding Sales and Marketing Executive at RSA House. I met Amanda at a showcase event earlier this year and got to experience her lovely Georgian wedding venue for myself. Based in central London, RSA House hosts beautiful and unique weddings, and as I found out at their event, they're also keen to work on ways to reduce their carbon footprint by encouraging more sustainable wedding options. Amanda, welcome to the podcast. Hi, thanks for having me. I am so happy to have you on the podcast. I had such a great time at your event. The eaten mess that they served downstairs in the vault was incredible. Ah, wonderful. Yeah, we were really excited to show everyone that. That's a new offering that we have. So, yep, I'm glad it turned out as amazing as it looked. (laughs) 
Yeah, it really was amazing. Now, before we talk a little bit more about the venue, I'd love to find out a little bit more about you because I was reading your bio before we did the recording and it said your background was in the legal field. So how on earth did you end up from working in legal to working in weddings? Yeah, it's. I took a very long route, long and expensive route to get to the world of weddings. So I, yeah, I mean, I went to law school right after I graduated from college. So I was in law school for three years and then ended up working at a law firm for seven years, which as you can probably tell from my accent, I'm not from the UK. I'm from the US originally. But with my law firm, I was able to come over to England and they had an office in London. And so I was practicing over here in their office. And I kind of just reached the point where I think a lot of people got to during the pandemic where they start to kind of reassess all the decisions they've made in their life and what have led them, you know, to the to the point where they're at. And I basically made the decision that going forward, I wanted to do something that truly made me happy and that wasn't practicing law. And so I just kind of started thinking, you know, what is it that I actually enjoy doing? And at the time I was planning my own wedding and I know that's that, you know, is probably a case for a lot of people who get into this career. They start planning their own wedding and fall in love with it and, you know, end up in events somehow. But that's that's what happened. I I loved planning my own wedding and I I mean I've always loved weddings. Like that's that's kind of been a thing of mine forever, but I never really thought of it as a career option. And so, you know, when I was trying to think, okay, what move am I gonna make? That was that was where I came out to every time. I just kept coming back to working in weddings. And so last year I just decided to you know, jump ship and make the change and take risk. And yeah, that's what led me to, you know, this job. I love that. And the wedding industry is such a kind of dreamy option for so many people. And you're right. The amount of people I speak to who started their business or started working weddings after planning their own wedding is huge. So it's definitely a career path people take. And we're glad to have you in the wedding industry. Now, I'm sure there are things from your legal background that have put you in good stead. Now you're working in weddings and events. So how has some of that experience helped you in your current role? Yeah, I mean, I think there are so many skills that have, you know, transferred over seamlessly from working in the law to now working, you know, in weddings. And I mean, the main thing is that I am not a stranger to working very long hours and doing really hard work. I am very used to that and I'm used to kind of, you know, dealing with stressful situations and obviously working in events. It's, you know, it's a different kind of stress that I experience from this job than from, you know, working in the legal field. But I've kind of learned ways to be able to manage that and to be able to, you know, just keep going and and deal with tricky situations on my feet. And so those things have have helped, you know, quite a lot in terms of having 
really good attention to detail. That's something that I I kind of pride myself on. You know, I was the person who would sit and review an email for probably 30 minutes to make sure that it had absolutely no typos, no, you know, no issues. And I think when you're, you know, when you're working in events and planning and dealing with couples, you have to be super organized. You have to have every little detail accounted for. And so that's something that that obviously has has transferred over perfectly. And yeah, I mean, I think I've I've also I've been, you know, for the past seven, eight years working in a very high pressured, you know, profession. And I'm, you know, I know how to deal with people. I've come across so many different types of personalities. And so that has also really helped me with this job, um, being able to just feel very confident in, you know, forming relationships with couples, getting to know them and being just confident in, in kind of, you know, the abilities that I do have and that I can, you know, can share with the couples in the planning. Obviously, you know, my background really didn't have, I didn't have much experience in the events industry at all coming into this, but I, I knew that I could handle it just because I felt like I have, you know, I've worked in, in a tough job for the past eight years. So, you know, that's, that's kind of been key as well. Attention to detail is a really great skill to have as well in the wedding industry, especially when the brides often are very detail-oriented themselves as well as the grooms too. So I can see that it's definitely going to help you in your current role. Now, I know that quite a lot of venues have been struggling since the pandemic with a variety of things from just getting the right staff on board, all sorts of things. How have RSA House been dealing with the last couple of years since you've come in? What are your struggles and what's going well for you right now? I mean, I think obviously, you know, as a venue and events space, RSA was hit hard by the pandemic, just like, you know, all of the other event spaces were. And we had, you know, before the pandemic, one of my predecessors had really done an amazing job to start building the weddings here at RSA House and, you know, building some amazing connections with not only couples, but with suppliers. And then unfortunately, you know, the pandemic hit and kind of, not to say that all of that work was completely lost because it definitely wasn't, but, you know, it was hard. It was basically like having to start from, you know, the ground up again in building it back. So my most recent predecessor kind of did an amazing job at that. I sort of took over once things were nice and settled. But yeah, I mean, I think for us, it's it's all about just really trying to promote the quality of this venue, the quality in the spaces, the quality in the staff, the quality in the food that we offer. And from the many weddings now that we have had post-pandemic, just really relying on the, the feedback that we get from our couples to really just build this business back again. And I think we're doing 
a really good job. We have, you know, we had our best year last year, which I think probably a lot of, you know, businesses had because it was that, you know, everyone was excited to get back into the events world to host events, but also a lot of weddings that had been postponed also happened last year. So we were kind of dealing with both, you know, some postponements along with, with new weddings. And so, yeah, I mean, I think that we continue to try and grow the business, but we've hit a really good point now where we are, you know, we have quite a few weddings every year and yeah, I mean, it's, we'll, we'll see what the next few years have to hold, but, but business has been great and, and we continue to get a lot of inquiries at RSA house. So, so hopefully next year will be more of the same. And it really is a hidden gem in the middle of London. When I came to visit, I couldn't believe like how central you are, how beautiful the building is, and you just wouldn't know it was there from the outside. So you're definitely doing a good job of starting to put it on the map. And I think the more people that know that you exist and come in through your doors and experience the venue, absolutely the more people you are going to have and the more your business is going to grow. And it's it's great to see. Now, one of the things you spoke about was relationships with suppliers and how your predecessors have kind of built up some of those relationships. And I think the venue supply relationship can be a really funny one. I think a lot of people I work with, particularly florists, photographers, they can feel a little bit intimidated about the venues and what the venues think of them and how they get on these elusive supplier lists. So they kind of hold you in this really high regard. How have you found that you build relationships with suppliers? What can suppliers do to build a good relationship with someone like you that's working in a venue day in and day out? Yeah, I mean, I think first and foremost, it's coming in and and meeting us. The best way to do that, obviously, is to work at a wedding for me to kind of experience working with the supplier and kind of knowing, you know, their quality of work and what they do. Obviously, that can be tough if you're trying to get your foot in the door, then you probably won't have already had a wedding here. So if you don't have, you know, a wedding already booked in, then to just to make initial contact and to try and set up a meeting to showcase you know, your, their portfolio. I think one of the things we are trying to do more so now is to make sure that all of the suppliers who we recommend align with our values, which I'm sure we'll touch on this more, but really comes down to sustainability. So when I get emails or calls from suppliers looking to, you know, be one of our recommended suppliers, the first thing that I ask them is, you know, what are you doing in terms of sustainability? How is your business basically trying to, you know, be more sustainable? And you can tell right off the bat when someone hasn't really put much thought into that. And then you also have some suppliers who are like, absolutely, I'll send you my policy, da da da, which is really great. We as a venue, we don't require our couples to use any particular supplier except for our in-house caterers, which is a company of cooks. But we obviously do send out lists of recommended suppliers. Now, with our new sustainable package, which again, we'll, I'm sure we'll touch on this in a little bit, we have certain suppliers who we know 
you know, are doing kind of above and beyond to make sure that their efforts towards a greener future, you know, are, are just highlighted across everything that they do. And so these suppliers are the ones that we are recommending kind of on in the first go round when we send out basically our packages. However, that's not to say that we wouldn't recommend others as well. And so over the next few months, we definitely will be reassessing our recommended supplier list. So it is a good time, you know, to get in touch if you do want to get in touch and become one of our recommended suppliers, because we will definitely be looking to kind of overhaul that list to make sure that the suppliers are, yeah, just aligning with, with you know, our beliefs and values. I think as well, what's coming out of what you're saying that's really important for people listening is that they need to do their research about various venues. If they want to approach a venue, if they want to work at a venue more, they really need to understand that venue, understand that venue's values and not just send off an email to every single venue in London saying they want to work with you because you'll be able to spot that a mile off and you will know the people that have either worked with you or have a genuine interest or have a real understanding of what's what you're doing and how they can complement that. Now, let's get real here because I know that often you're at a wedding day and you see the suppliers that are coming in and out of that wedding day, how they're serving. And we've all met some great suppliers and we've all met some terrible suppliers. So what are the kind of do's and don'ts on a wedding day? If a supplier is coming into your venue, what are the things they can do which really help you out? And what are the things that they really can do which can just not be a good idea? Yeah. So, I mean, I think, so even starting just before the wedding day, I think one of the things that is really helpful is to basically have kind of all of your questions compiled into either one email or to set up a phone call and for us to go through everything for the most part. Obviously, I know things come up and, you know, you might have to reach out for some reason. But if you can kind of make all of your questions and send them in one go, that is the best thing that you could possibly do to make my life easier. Obviously, I get hundreds of emails every day. And so when I have, you know, an email coming through, you know, each day from the same supplier, you know, it can be a lot. So that would be one of the things that I would I would say is super helpful. In terms of on the day, one thing is to be on time. I have had suppliers show up late really late even. And that can be pretty stressful because, you know, you don't really know when they're going to get there, if they're going to get there in time, if you need to start kind of thinking of plan B. So obviously, you know, timeliness is huge. Also introduce yourself to me. Obviously I try to, you know, introduce myself to everyone that comes into the building, but some, some suppliers will kind of just like immediately go to their spot and like not really say anything or, you know, and, it's hard to build a relationship with someone who just is very much, you know, in and out and doesn't say anything. I would also say, I mean, just treat our staff well as well. You know, it's not just about me. All of the people in RSA House are working really hard to make that couple's day as magical and as perfect as possible. And obviously, you know, our staff are going to be moving around the building, setting up the things that they need to set up. You know, if someone is slightly in your way or, you know, just 
treat them with respect and courtesy. You know, you should never basically be telling someone, you need to get out of my way or, you know, you need to do this. We're all working towards the same goal. And obviously, you know, we just want everyone to treat everyone with respect, you know, and courtesy, basically. And then I'm just trying to think of anything else. Just those are probably the main points. It's really not, obviously as a supplier, you come in, you kind of get your job done, you know, and, and then you're off on your way. But just being communicative, making sure that you get there on time and you collect, you know, if you are coming in and collecting anything, you know, to do that when you say you're going to do it or by the, the, in the time frame that, you know, we have. But those are really just the key things. Just like kind of be nice, like be a nice person. <laughs> I know. And it is so basic often, but also it's the things that people miss out and they don't do. And then they wonder why they don't have good relationships with the venues. And I think the point that you make about being kind and courteous to every single member of staff is so important. And that's something I'm really big on. I used to work in television and in the television industry, everyone starts at the bottom. Everyone starts as a runner. Everyone starts by like buying meals and water. But it's known within the industry that the people at the bottom soon rise to the top. And so if you're rude and disrespectful to the people at the bottom serving the food, one day they're the producers on the TV show and you'll never work with them ever again. And it's the same in the wedding industry. You need to be kind and courteous to every single person you meet because they will feed back. And if a member of staff doesn't like one of the supplies, I'm pretty sure they're going to tell you about that. So if you're listening to this, remember, be kind and courteous to everyone you meet because often the smallest act to any member of staff will feed back in a positive way. But if you're doing the opposite, it will feed back in a negative way as well. Now, let's get on to our next topic then. We've mentioned it a little bit, which is your event that I came to where you were talking about sustainability and how that's an important thing for your venue. Why do you think now in 2023, sustainability is something that the wedding industry needs to be focusing on? I just, I mean, I think that... Obviously, the way that the planet is going now is actually really scary. And I feel that it is up now to each and every single person on this planet to do their part. And that doesn't just sit, you know, stop in your home and in your daily life. It's for events as well. And I think that, you know, the... <laughs> In the weddings and events industry, obviously there is tons and tons of waste. You know, you're setting up an event for one day usually, and at the end of that, there's so much just, you know, food waste, but then also just, you know, product waste. And if everyone that had a wedding or an event just thought a little bit more about one or two things that they could do that were more sustainable, that would make such a huge difference over all the weddings, all the couples in, you know, all the countries, you know, it would, it honestly would make such a big difference. And so, you know, we have to start making the change as suppliers, as, you know, venues, because I do think that the more that we put it out there, the more that couples will actually think about it. To be 100% honest, when I was planning my wedding, sustainability literally just didn't enter my mind really. 
And I wish so much that even some, someone had just like mentioned it to me and said, oh, look, if you do something like this, that would actually reduce the carbon footprint of your wedding, you know, by whatever amount or even just, you know, a little bit. You know, if you think about this, that would really help, you know, the planet in whatever way. And just having someone mention it to me would have really made me start to think, okay, what, what things can I do? And I think as a venue, we're kind of that first stop usually for most couples. And so if we can put it in their heads, if we can say, hey, look, we now offer this package that will really help reduce the, entire, you know, the carbon footprint of your wedding, that's just something that then they get to start thinking about and they can consider going forward. And then they might think about that when they're hiring their suppliers, their florists, their, you know, whatever it is. And so I think we are a great starting point for this. And I think obviously all suppliers should be thinking about it as well. I love that. And I love that you guys are trying to lead the way on this. And I hope that other venues will see what you're doing as well and start considering it for themselves too. How are couples responding to it? Obviously, you're on the ground, you're talking to couples, you're getting inquiries, you're showing people around the venue. When you talk to them about your new package, when you talk to them about sustainability, what's the response? How are people responding to that? I mean, I think people are responding overall really well to it. I think it's something that even if it's not top priority for them to make their wedding like, you know, a completely sustainable wedding. I don't even know if that's possible to do. But I think, again, it's it's something that they're like, oh yeah, that actually makes a lot of sense. And that now makes me want to consider your venue kind of even more because you do offer this and there are options that we can we can have that will at least help a little bit. Even if we don't fully go all in, you know, with everything's going to be sustainable, you know, I think it's something that is really making people, uh, couples think. And I think it's something that, you know, is, is going to get more and more popular as time goes on, as the word gets out and, and, and couples learn more and more. I think it, I think it is something, I mean, even for, for some couples, it's, they come to us with, you know, these kinds of requirements. And it's really nice to be able to say, yes, we fully, completely agree with you. We share those same values. We want to do everything we can to help, you know, plan your wedding in the way that, you know, will will help sustain our environment, you know, in the future. But yeah, I think couples are really responding very well to it. And even if it's, again, like I said, not something that they had ever really considered before, it does give, you know, RSA House that little, like, you know, tick above the rest of maybe their other options. And that's the same for suppliers as well. I mean, it's definitely something that couples are increasingly considering, especially the generation that's coming up now and starting to get engaged and get married. It is more on their mind than it has been ever before. For example, I met a bride at the National Wedding Show and she told me that she picked her photographer because on their website, it said that they planted a tree for every booking they took. And that's what made them stand out to her above all of the other photographers that were there at the National Wedding Show. That one small thing resonated with her, got 
the photographer the booking, but also um, was good for the environment because they planted a tree. So when you're looking at suppliers and what they're doing, and we talked about earlier how you're now looking at that when you talk with suppliers who are interested in coming to work at RSA House, what things are you looking for from suppliers? What examples have you got of things that you look at and you think, yes, this supplier really understands? Yeah. So, I mean, I think there are a whole lot of things that, you know, suppliers can be doing. I think one of the things, you know, that you just mentioned, the planting of trees, we actually have a couple of suppliers that, you know, are are our recommended sustainable suppliers who are partnered with Ecology, who, which is a group that does plant a tree for every, you know, booking or whatever it is that they, you know, set it up to be. So that's definitely a big one. Um, because we have in-house caterers, we wouldn't be looking for a caterer in that sense. However, if if couples are looking for caterers, some of the things that they should be looking for are you know different awards that they've they've won or certifications that they have from an outside you know impartial group that's looking into their policies, what they're doing. So, for example. Our in-house caterer company of cooks, they have been awarded three stars from the Sustainable Restaurant Association, and they also hold a number of other certifications, but they partner with different groups. So one of them is the Too Good To Go and Neighborly, which distribute the surplus food to different communities and individuals. And so so things like that would be great to, to look at. In terms of suppliers that there might not be, you know, a certification that they can get at this point, but let's just say, you know, musicians, how are they traveling? Are they, you know, traveling by by plane to get to you, by bus? Can they take public transportation? You know, things like that, that are just things to consider. I'm trying to think of other things. So for, for florists, you know, what type of products are they using? Are they still using that like flower foam that is literally detrimental to the environment? Are they using innovative ways to kind of repurpose flowers? Are they donating flowers at the end of the evening to, you know, a local you know, hospital or nursing home or things like that. There are so many different things that suppliers can be doing to just help their business be more sustainable. And so those are the little things that, you know, couples can be looking for. And often it's just small changes. They don't need to change everything in their business overnight. It's just making small incremental changes, seeing what they can change. And I guess for you guys as well, knowing that that's important to them and that's genuinely part of their values, not something that they're just saying to try and get a meeting with you, but actually something that they're considering. They know why they're doing it and they're really thinking it through. Now, just talk to me briefly then about this sustainability package that you are offering at RSA House. What does that look like? What steps are you taking as a venue to become uh, better and to improve your carbon footprint? And how does that look for couples? Yeah, so the sustainability package really focuses on how we're able to kind of make the greatest impact, which as a catering company is obviously the food. So our package basically contains a whole bespoke menu that has been created for that package, which is not fully plant-based because we do understand that you know this is 
you know, a couple's wedding, it's a really big day. Some people just want to be able to serve meat at their wedding. However, we've taken into consideration, you know, what kinds of meats are actually much better for the environment because there's a whole spectrum, you know, of different foods and the carbon footprint that is left by, you know, that specific type of food. So our menu has been really carefully curated and it includes a section that's plant-based, which obviously is always going to be the best way and the most sustainable option. However, it then also has options for what we call better meat and fish. And we're making sure that a lot of the, the food from that menu is sourced locally, you know, when possible and fully seasonal. So all of these things that you would take into account. We also offer in the package locally sourced wines from some, you know, amazing wineries. And again, in the sense that these wines, they're organic, they're biodynamic, and they are all locally sourced. So they're just a much better option in terms of sustainability. In terms of the venue itself, now, obviously anyone that gets married at RSA House, regardless of whether or not they decide to use the sustainable weddings package or the menu or not, they're going to benefit from the things that RSA House is doing as a venue. And, you know, a few of these things include having target of net zero for 2025 with all of the waste oil collected turned into biodiesel. All of our food waste is collected by Greener Than Greener, which uses the food waste to turn into green energy. Our kitchen is run 100% on green energy, so we have no gas appliances. So again, that's something that every couple, no matter what, they're going to benefit from. We've also converted the entire building to LED lighting. A lot of them are on sensor timers, so we've, we're reducing our electricity consumption. We're working towards even, you know, reducing that even more. We also obviously are encouraging plant-based menus where we can. So those are just some of the things that we're doing. So the good thing is, is that even if you want to, you know, try and and not really consider sustainability, you know, that much in terms of your wedding, you're still gonna, you know, benefit from from that by by having your wedding at RSA House. I think it's brilliant. And I love the way, as I said before, that you are leading the way on this. And I hope that people listening will take a look at your packages, whether they're another venue, whether they're a supplier, just have a look on their website, look at RSA House, have a look at what they're doing and see what you could implement in your own businesses to try and do this as well. Because together, we're going to make a greater impact than just individually. Now, before we bring this conversation to a close, there's one question I always end every podcast interview with, and that's, what's one thing that you wish you'd known sooner within the wedding industry? Ah, yes. So I would honestly, I mean, honestly, I would say that I wish that I had known that this was a career path that I could, could take. I wish I had decided that much sooner, known that much sooner, gotten into it, you know, (laughs) much quicker than I did because it's just been an absolute blast. And I know that now I've found, you know, the, the right place for me. But honestly, I think in terms of, of what I wish I had known, there really isn't anything in particular that's, 
you know, that, that I can think of that's just like, oh, I wish I had known this. I feel like this job is a job where I am learning something new every single day. And especially every single wedding, there is always something that I'm like, oh yeah, next wedding, I need to do this differently or we should consider this, you know, beforehand. But I think that's what is also the best part of this job because I feel like if you've reached the point where you aren't learning anything and everything is just, you know, kind of going exactly, you know, as you think it should and, you know, there's nothing new that's coming out of it, I feel like you're just not challenging yourself enough and that's what's just so great about, you know, being in events and being in weddings. There's, there's always something that is just like, hmm, yeah, didn't think about that. Oh, yeah, that, that's a new one. That's never heard that one before. And it's what makes this job so much fun and also so challenging at the same time. But it's, it's great. We love it, don't we? The wedding industry is the best place to work. And if you're listening to this and maybe you just have a dream of working in weddings or starting a wedding business. It's never too late to come and work in this wonderful industry. There's always space for you. So do think about it because as Amanda said, like she wishes she'd done it sooner and I'm glad that you've done it now. Uh, If people want to find out more about RSA House, about the different packages you offer or about working with you as a venue, Amanda, where's the best place for people to find you? Yeah, so the best place to find us is online at thersa.org. That's T-H-E-R-S-A dot org. Um, and there, you know, that's our website. You can find lots of information about our weddings, our different spaces that we offer. If you have any questions, want to see, you know, your different package options, that would just be emailing me. And my email address is weddings at rsa.org.uk. And you can also call me. And my number is zero two zero seven four five one six nine five zero perfect and i'll make sure that i put all of those details in the show notes below this episode so if you didn't get a chance to grab a pen and write that down you can just go into the show notes and get in contact with amanda and let her know that you found out all about her via this podcast amanda it's been such a pleasure chatting to you thank you again for having me at your event at rsa house and i hope to see you again very soon Uh, Thank you for having me and thanks for joining the event. It was great to get to know you and thanks for having me on the podcast. It's been a blast. Chatting with Amanda was fabulous. I hope you enjoyed that episode as much as I enjoyed talking with her. As I said all the way through, I think what they're doing at RSA House is great. I love that they're leading the way in this sustainability and I hope that it's given you something to think about too. I'll see you next week. 